Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We saw in the previous episode that in Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar has come along and he built an image of gold. And now he's demanded that everybody, when they hear the music going off, that they bow down before it and worship it. Well, let's pick up the account here. This is in verse 8 of chapter 3. For this reason, at that time, well, for what reason? Well, for the very reason that people were supposed to bow down before this thing when they heard music. <laughs> for this reason, at that time, certain Chaldeans <laughs> came forward and brought charges against the Jews. So you had this real uh, stressful type situation. Anyway, remember the Jews had been captured. They had been brought there. But now certain ones of these Chaldeans were bringing charges against certain Jews. Well, who? We're about to find out. Verse 9. They responded, the Chaldeans, and said to Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. Then verse 10, they continue. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, that he is to fall down and worship the golden image. So they're reminded the king of his decree. Verse 11, But whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. Verse 12, now they get to the issue. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember this? This goes back to the second chapter when Daniel was appointed to be over uh, the prefects of Babylon and to rule over the province of Babylon. Then Daniel said, hey, can my three friends help me? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This, these are the same three friends we saw in the first chapter, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are their Babylonian names. And so now they're sitting there saying, hey, you know these three guys that you appointed king? Verse 12 continues. These men, O king, have disregarded you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and anger, that's what he usually did, isn't it? Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and anger, gave orders to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Notice again that what we saw in the previous episode, repeatedly in this third chapter, is mentioned that the king had set it up. The king had set it up. This is the king's golden image. You're to worship the golden image of the king. Verse 15, now, now, Nebuchadnezzar, this is me speaking, not 15, Nebuchadnezzar, I think, had realized by this time that uh, his Chaldeans were trying to set him up, okay? The politics have always been there, folks, that he was being entrapped. So he was going to give them an out right here. Look what he says in verse 15. Now, if you are ready, at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, to fall down and worship the image that I made, well, very well then. But if you do not worship, you will immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. 
And what God is there who can deliver you out of my hands? <laughs> well, there you go, right? <coughs> so the king had already declared, if anybody does not worship me, they, they get cast into this fire. Well, he finds out that these three guys haven't. He gives them a second chance. And he's basically like, come on, guys. All you got to do is just bow down and worship me. The Chaldeans are, are watching right here. I mean, you know, the king's going, I like what y'all are doing. I like it. I don't want to have to do this, but don't back me in a corner of this. Because, you know, what God is there that can deliver you out of my hands? He really viewed himself as he declared before the people that he was a God. Well, listen to this. Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar. And, and notice that they didn't say the things that the Chaldeans did, you know, uh, when they went before the king. Oh, king, you've made a great decree, you know, and honoring. They call him by name. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. They replied to him, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. What do they mean? They're saying, you know what? We don't even need to respond to you about this because you know what we're going to do. You know that we are not going to bow down before that. We don't need to give you a response. You know that we're not going to change our mind. Verse 17, they continue speaking. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire. So they declare at the very beginning, you know, the God that we serve is totally, absolutely able to deliver us. And, you know, in the recounting of this story in many of our lives, we know the basic facts here. We know what's happening, what's going to happen. But sometimes we miss the little details. We might even know that they declared that he's able to deliver from the furnace. Verse 18 says this, But even if he does not, let it be known to you. So they were saying to the king, Our God is able to deliver us. Okay? But even if he does not, you know, we've probably been aware of that, them saying that. But are you aware of what I skipped and what's in between? <laughs> I know you're listening, so you can't see it. Listen to this, verse 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire. Here's what I skipped. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. <laughs> that you picked up that phrase, golden image, that you have set up. They said this, you know, our God's able to deliver us, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. How could they be so bold and know that? Yeah. And then and then say, but even if he does not, let it be known, O king, that we're not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you've set up. I think that gives us some insight and some things right here. They didn't know what the king was going to do. They didn't know uh, if he was going to let them off. They didn't know if he was going to throw them in the fire. They did tell him this. If you throw us in this fire, he's going to deliver us, and he's going to deliver them one way or the other. They're either going to walk out of there still in their corporeal body alive or they would die and they would be delivered out of his hands. They were going to be delivered out of his hands either way he went. If he threw them in a fire thinking that they're, you know, what did he say in verse 15? What God can deliver you out of my hands? And guess what? Our God can deliver us 
out of your hands. That might be a good thing for us to remember, by the way, folks. It is our God that can deliver us out of the hands. Okay, And they said, it doesn't matter. If he chooses not to, let it be known, O king, that we're not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. They just boldly and politely said, we're not going to do it. And you know what, king? You know that. We do not even need to give you an answer concerning this matter. You already know it. You're standing here before the Chaldeans, or probably sitting here before the Chaldeans. You're sitting here before your royal court. You're realizing that you have created a bit of a trap for yourself, and we're not playing along. Let me tell you what, folks. The same thing happens today. <coughs> same type of entrapment, uh, not just uh, within the world, not just within the political system. It happens within the organizational church. It's rampant within the organizational church. We need to stand boldly upon who we are. We are servants of the Most High God. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.